listening to Wake Up and Read the Labels, your guide to eating simple and feeling good. If you want to eat clean and feel your best, guess what? You're in the right place. Each week, we talk about ingredients that may be holding you back from feeling your best. We also talk to some brands that are going against the grain and actually using real ingredients we can recognize. Plus, we're sharing stories with people who are just like you, who actually woke up and read the labels. Welcome to Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast. This is Jen Smiley coming at you live today. And I'm bringing on one of my favorite people ever, such a favorite person that I both live, work, and am married to this person. It's going to be my husband, Seth Smiley. The funny thing about this is that we're not in the same studio recording this, but we're going to go live and just talk about what it's like to eat clean together, raise a family eating clean, and dive into some personal questions. How are you, hubby Smiley? What's up? I'm uh, very excited and very grateful to be here on the one and only Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast hosted by the most beautiful, wonderful woman that I've ever met in the whole wide world, Jen Smiley. Oh, well, thank you. Tell the truth. You've been wanting to get on this podcast for a long time. You had to pull some strings. I did. I did. I've been begging every week. And I'm like, hey, what is it? Who, who do you have to know to get on something like this? So I've been on some pretty boring podcasts before. And uh, so she's heard me in my lawyer days talk too much. And uh, I don't think she wanted to let me on here. But luckily, I was able to uh, squeeze this in. All right. So let's talk about a burning question. How did we meet? How did we meet? Yeah, I figured you could take that one away because it's much more exciting coming from you than me. Like the law firm story? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Most people don't know that. Sure, I know, I know. Uh, so yeah, we met. It was a, um, it was New Orleans, Louisiana. It was uh, right around 2007. And I was uh, a lonely little law clerk working at a law firm that just so happened to be owned by Jen's brother. And she was away at school at the University of Alabama studying. Roll Tide. Learning business. Yeah, not Roll Tide. (laughs) I'm an LSU guy, so that cuts pretty deep. Go Tigers. But uh, anyway, so yeah, she came in for the summer. And those who were working at the law firm, it was a small firm, just you know, a couple of us. And uh, everybody was like, hey, don't talk to boss's sister. And uh, she came in on like a Thursday or a Friday, something like that. Uh, I forget what it was. And by Friday night, we were all out, you know, at the bar, hanging out, having a good time. And then, you know, lo and behold, a few weeks later, we were very interested in each other. And we started dating and kind of broke all the rules that one should do when they're in a workplace by, you know, talking to family members of owners and various other things. But it was love at first sight. And we've been together married now. You know, we just had our 12th anniversary. We have two beautiful kids. And going to work at that job was the best decision I ever made in my whole life. Love it. Okay. So thinking about it, our first date, I remember we went out for beer. Do you remember that? Was that the Bruno's date? Yeah, we got beer. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure we were taking shots of only God knows what. Do you remember? Bar food, bar food. I'm sure there were like cheese fries and yeah. just disgusting everything. Our faces were probably, you know, as round as they could be. <laughs> AKA inflammation. I think that's all college is, is inflammation. 
Yes. So what I'm most excited about during this podcast, everyone, is that I call my husband my translator. So often when I am talking to people, I'm like, what are they talking about? I don't really understand. And he often has to let me know what they're talking about. And a lot of times I kind of butcher things when I'm, you know, talking or delivering and I may say one thing, but I really mean another. So my husband is very good at really understanding what I'm trying to say. So when I do record a lot of these podcasts, I always have like all of my questions and I know where I'm going in the conversation. So I'm excited to have you here because I know you love to talk and you can be a translator and figure out what we need (laughs) to talk about. So with that being said, I'm curious, what three words would you use to describe me? Three words to describe you? Oh, he didn't know these questions were coming, by the way. I had no idea that we're going to talk about translating a little bit because that stuff's (laughs) fun. Because Jen doesn't always understand everything that everybody at the table is talking about. And then when she says some things, sometimes living with somebody for so long, you know what they're talking about, but not everyone always does. So I'm a translator in both, both directions for her. So three words I would use to describe my wife. I would describe her as powerful. Oh, That's a good word for her in our household, dealing with me <laughs> and our two boys. She's definitely the authority and we all bow down to her. And that's the way it should be. And we like it. Not my kids. They don't. But anyway, (laughs) beautiful would be another word to describe you. Uh, I think you're the most beautiful woman I've ever met and love everything about you. Well, thank you. You're very kind. No problem. And then um, spontaneous, I guess, would be the word. You can do things that aren't always, you know, she doesn't go with the flow. She's not a sheep. She doesn't do what everybody always thinks should be done in a certain situation. And so she has a lot of spontaneity and she will kind of go. And then sometimes things just randomly pop out of her mouth or she'll randomly start doing things. And I'm like, (laughs) where the heck did that come from? So I think that that is a good third word to describe you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk about you before clean eating. First of all, I want to preface it. I think that's the right word. Preface it with Mm -hmm. Seth, my husband here. He is very much, and he'd be excited to know I'm going here, but he's very much on the forefront of not really what's hip, but like the next thing. So he was really into an electric car before Teslas were (laughs) around. He was really into eating clean, even before I decided to eat clean. He kind of dipped his toes in it, but he likes to do long distance running. And so he was trying to, you know, as a man, they're competitive. They want to get better at times. So he was like, hey, look, why don't you start cooking all vegetarian? Because I read this book and it told me it'd make my time faster. And here I am as a newlywed, I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean I have to cook veggie now? And when you have to cook veggie, you think, you know, there's nothing you can eat besides pasta, bread and vegetables. So anyway, we did it. But you know where I'm going with this. Are you going barefoot kimbab on me here? Oh, yeah. I wrote it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm totally going there. This is like the first time I was like, what the heck is my husband doing? What is happening? He read this book, you guys. And it was a blog. It was a blog. Well, I read a book, but then there was a blog about Barefoot Kinbob. So, yes. Okay. So, if anybody goes to look up Barefoot Kinbob, I don't even know what would pop up now because this is over <laughs> 10 years ago. I think he's still famous. Yes. But we were living like in the city and it's not very clean streets, right? And so, here's my newlywed husband telling me to cook vegetables or go vegetarian. 
And also, he's starting to run down the streets with no shoes on in the street. (laughs) And me and all of our neighbors are like, what are you doing? You're going to get splinters. You're going to step on a nail. Like, you can't be doing that. And he takes one thing and he's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're you're not an extremist, but you you do it to the (laughs) fullest, right? So it's like, instead of going barefoot Ken Bob and not wearing shoes, you know, once a week, no, he was like wanting to go run twice a day with no shoes, get the full effects of the grounding. Am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're hitting it. I mean, your your story is a little different than the way I would tell it, but it's close. Okay, it's close. So (laughs) we tried the whole vegetarian thing. You were were you taking Nexium? I know you were doing Telms. What's the reflux medicine? Uh, Pepsid AC is what I was prescribed when I was even like in college or maybe even high school for heartburn, and I thought I was going to have heartburn for the rest of my life. And ADHD, right? Yeah, but they don't prescribe Pepsi for that. Well, I know. (laughs) See, there's my translator. I know that. Yes, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. And not not even a kid, like a a young adult. I was probably 16 or 17 in high school. And yeah, I was medicated for that and everything. And and so I have stories to tell about all that if you want me to go there. But Well, you don't necessarily have to. But where I was going with the barefoot Ken Bob thing is because my husband was exploring to better himself. And so we did go on this kind of excursion of figuring out which foods were going to make us feel better. Is it food? Is it pre-energy things? We were kind of toting around with all the things, Mm -hmm. but it did take us a little while to figure out clean foods in the labels. It was not an overnight success, but here we are. Yeah, just like barefoot running. (laughs) Can I at least elaborate (laughs) on that a little bit, please? Yeah, you can translate that. Okay, so I I read a book called Born to Run, exceptional book, and they talk about, you know, uh, various people and whether or not the human body is meant to to be a runner, and they make an argument that it is. But they also talk about the reason why our, they have so many injuries with running is because of um, the heel striking we do because our shoes are so padded. And so this was in the minimalist shoe craze that came around 10, 15 years ago. And so I was getting involved in that and I was seeing it. And I was testing it for myself. And Vibram makes a five-fingered shoe that's a minimalist shoe. And instead of paying the $120, I was fresh out of law school, had no money. I was like, hey, if they're doing it barefoot, I can do it barefoot. So I went and ran through the streets of uh, New Orleans. And she would make me scrub my dirty, (laughs) charred-looking feet when I came back into the house before I could get in the bed or do anything. And it was fantastic. But Regardless, that was just a mile marker in our journey because vegetarian was, pescatarian was, veganism was, all these different things that we tried out all along the way for lack of a better thing. It was for Jen to feel better, for me to have faster times. I was thin, but I didn't know that I was inflamed. And so whenever she kind of really started to dial in on the clean eating and really got really, you know, had the had the wake up moment about all the ingredients, that's when I weighed the same, but my waist size just shrunk like, oh, almost overnight, you know, I went down two belt sizes and I was back to like my size that I was in high school, but my weight never changed. It was fantastic. It was cool. Yes. So your inflammation went away. So I know we have tons of clients who have husbands. We also have personal trainers who are clients with us. And it's just whether a man signs up or they're somehow related to the person eating clean, bringing it to their house. Of course, a lot of men out there want to be in tip-top shape or they mm-hmm. you know, want their blood work to be better. They want to be healthier. But there's some people out there that you and I have had conversations with that are like, hey, look, 
my wife wants to eat clean and I'm cool with it too, but I'm worried I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. How do you talk to someone or how would you tell a guy like, hey, look, clean eating is the way to go. Even if you don't want to lose weight, how would you kind of talk about that? Yeah. And so in the interesting thing about clean eating, and I think sometimes we'll have clients that come along and say, oh, I'm not losing weight. Uh, well, a lot of times they're already slim to begin with. And it's not a weight loss thing. It is a get your body to be the size it's supposed to be thing. And then if you choose to go run 10 miles a day or 100 miles a week or train for a marathon, or if you choose to start lifting weights and eating a lot more protein and not necessarily like protein shakes and things, but dialing up meat and fish and all these things, your body is going to slim down in the running side of that analogy. And it's going to beef up a little bit in the weightlifting part of that. And so clean eating just allows you to feel better while you're trying to achieve those personal goals, whether they be workout or your you know, physical physique or whatever. Okay. Why don't you take us behind the scenes of Seth Smiley? What does he do in a day? What does he eat? How does he wake up? What does he do? What do I do? So uh, I, I'm a routine guy. A lot of men are, a lot of women are, but um, I, and if I, my routine gets thrown off, it gives me anxiety. So when I wake up in the morning, um, we let our dogs out. <laughs> Wait, you have one really old dog and we have a yeah. really young dog. Yeah, it used to not be like a big part. It used to be a five-minute ordeal. Now it's longer because of the really old dog. She, yeah, our old dog can't go up the stairs, can't go yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, that's a part of my routine. And I've done things like Miracle Morning and various other things where I'll do meditation and I'll do visualization and affirmations and all that fun stuff. That's on a really good morning if I do that. And I try to knock all that out before um, the, every, the family gets up and, and things are going on. And then the next thing I do, uh, you know, as we're starting to get our kids awake or whatever, is Jen and I, we drink bulletproof coffee in the morning. And so that consists of a French press and we make our two, two large cups of coffee. It's probably 12 ounces each or something like that. And uh, we brew the coffee and then we blend it in our Vitamix and we put our MCT oil and our ghee and we put it in there and that kickstarts my day. And I take a ton of supplements as well. So that is, is layered into that whole routine. And then I drink that as I'm getting my kids ready and we get them out the door. And then once they're off to where they need to be, then there goes the work day. So Okay. And the work day. Is that a good enough morning routine? I mean, yeah, I feel like your day so long and you only got through lighting out the dogs, drinking bulletproof coffee and bringing the kids to where they need to go. You have no idea what I do before you wake up. So... <laughs> Living the life over there. There's a lot of action. Okay. Are you eating lunch? Tell everybody, do you eat lunch? And if you do eat lunch, how does the lunch get to you? No, I, I typically don't eat lunch. I typically do not. And this has been even before clean eating and just many years of, I was always very busy at work and I would always forget to eat. And so my coffee is a good part of my routine, but I've never really been a lunch person other than when they're scheduled lunches. Or when my beautiful wife would bring me lunch. But there would be times when I would go like warm something up in the microwave at the office and just totally forget that it was there. Totally. And I would leave it there. Like very famous for that. Or like make it and leave it on the kitchen counter and just go back in the office and totally forget about it. Yes. And everybody's like, Seth, how do you like most of us think we're going to have lunch and we go to prep the lunch. It's like you can't go do anything until you eat that lunch because you're so hungry and you need it. Whereas you, you're like, sure. 
I'll go eat some lunch. And then you just totally blow through lunch, have no idea you even thought about lunch. And so be it. Yeah. Before it was cool. I've been intermittent fasting for like 10 or 15 years unknowingly. And so then I would come home in the afternoons after, you know, drinking coffee or doing whatever during the day and then just busy, busy, busy all day at work, forget to eat. And then by the time I came home, Jen and would have a beautiful dinner cooked for our kids and us. And then I would just crush it. Before clean eating, I would eat a lot. And now after clean eating, I probably eat even more. And I finish all my boys' plates whenever they don't eat at all. That's how I eat. So I don't intentionally do like the one meal a day a lot. I do probably a smaller window, kind of like three in the afternoon to like, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Okay. So Seth, I know that you uh, get a lot. I feel like you get influenced by outsiders, whether it be books, whether it be influencers, all these things. I know that I've personally signed you up for some coaching courses. You do mindset stuff. Why don't you tell us maybe one, I don't know, book you read or one influencer that has really opened your eyes to a new way of being healthy that's changed you the most? So that could be an entire podcast all in and of itself. Because you got a lot to say with a lot of information, which is why I like you. Yes. I'm a continual learner. I always want to learn. I'm always reading. I'm always signing up for something. I'm always doing something to try and better myself. Uh, and I've kind of been on a journey of that for you know the last 10 years or so after having my eyes opened by some mentors of mine giving me certain books like How to Win Friends and Influence People or Napoleon Hill's uh, Think and Grow Rich, you know things like that. But then even dialed in more and much more current, the anti-aging space is something that I've been really influenced by lately and kind of biohacking and just trying to make yourself the kind of the best human that you can be for the time that we have here on earth. And, you know, and trying to extend that time out as long as we can so that, <laughs> and then I really got into that whenever we had babies and I have these two wonderful boys and they're super active and they're super fun to play with. And I love going out and throwing the football with them and playing basketball with them and running around and running circles around them. And I want to be able to do that for years and years to come. So that is why I'm focused on those types of things. So, yeah, I mean, an easy place to pick up on that is Dave Asprey. He's got a you know, the Bulletproof blog. I think it's Upgrade Collective or something like that now. But he's, he's a good resource because, I mean, he's putting out – he's got over a thousand podcasts out. But there's tons of books in the space. There's David Sinclair out of Harvard who has a podcast as well. And so there's a ton of that and I could go in a rabbit hole, but we don't have to go there. That's okay. <laughs> so I love that you said that you try to fully immerse yourself in these things to better yourself. And I feel like that's what we both have been doing mm -hmm. collectively and individually in our time together. You might have started a little sooner than me, but with that being said, we're surrounded by, you know, cousins, aunt, uncles, grandparents, in-laws, and they've all watched us kind of go from me being just a stay-at-home mom to me being a fitness instructor to me now owning a business, helping people eat clean. Mm -hmm. And you've kind of evolved as well from being the law clerk to the actual lawyer to now being on the wake-up team yourself. And so mm -hmm. let everybody know, like, what does our family think of us or what did they think of us? Yeah. So that's easy. We're the freaks. Uh, I always used to say we would bring our freak food to all of the family gatherings. And we did it for years. Like we would stroll up with our Whole Foods bags or if they had like a big jambalaya or a big gumbo or roast and all these things ready at any 
family gathering, like we would see it all there. And you're just like, you know, for a while you would take a few bites of things and you would try. But then eventually we just started bringing our own stuff and Jen would cook, you know, maybe one dish. She would do the uh, spinach and artichoke dip. And to the point to where it was like the first thing going out. Right. And then she got in like a little competition with her aunt and was like, hey, my spinach artichoke dip is better than yours. And like it totally won hands down. Then we started getting a little confidence behind it. And uh, because we would eat our food, we'd bring it and we would eat it. And then you'd see everybody passed out on the couch afterwards. And, you know, they're wider than they are tall. And we're like, (laughs) what is going on here? And we're just popping around, playing with our kids, having a good time. But again, they got resentful towards us about those types of things for years and years. And um, we didn't take it to heart. You know, we just kept on doing our thing and we felt good. And, and you just have to kind of put your head down and you do you. But then it took Jen's having the wake up company And really having the success that it had to open up a lot of people's eyes and be like, well, I think those kids are on to something there. And we were like, we've been trying to tell you this for years, but you can't tell people those kind of things. You can't tell people about politics, religion or food. You know, that's like the main thing they do all day, every day. And especially if we're like, hey, you're eating clean or you're not eating clean. You know, they love to come back and say, oh, what is my food dirty or my food's not clean? And you're like, well. If you really want to get into it, we can, but you we want to try to stay friends as well. <laughs> so it's been a challenge, but it's been a wonderful thing for everyone to come around and be like, wow, what's that thing Jen's doing? Or what's that Instagram that she's got? And blah, blah, blah. And it's like a decade later, they're finally waking up. So it's cool. It just takes, you know, everybody moves at their own speed. And I'm grateful that we've created something that can show them another way of thinking about food. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So uh, the last question I guess I have for you is everyone wants to know where you get your big, huge muscles. So what kind of workouts do you do? (laughs) (laughs) That's me. So no, I, um, I'm a runner. I'm a runner. I've always been a runner. I love to run. He's like a gazelle, everyone. Yeah. And then look, there are lots of people I know that can run way faster than me, but I just, it's been easy for me my whole life and I've always loved it. And I've always, there have been years and times when I didn't run and those were probably not my favorite years. So it's my center. It it grounds me. But lately my doctors have told me that I got a little bit too thin (laughs) and, you know, heading into my, I'm, I'm turned 40. Not too thin, just low muscle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I needed to build muscle tone. Again, long longevity, anti-aging, all of that stuff. And so they said, hey, look, you need to build muscle tone, muscle mass, because heading into your later years, you want to make sure you're building that muscle now so that you're not struggling to build it later. So one of the influencers I was listening to introduced me into this workout routine or this workout device called X3. It's by a Dr. Jayquish, I believe is his last name. And it's really kind of cool. It's super easy. It's super compact, but it's basically resistance bands and they have different sizes of them. And you can do like four or five different exercises one day that takes like 20 to 30 minutes. And then you do another set like the next day of, uh, of a different set of exercises. And it has, I've never seen muscle grow on me as fast as it has. And they claim with intermittent fasting that can happen a little bit too, you put on muscle sometimes more than you would normal, but it's something with the, the science behind the resistance bands. It's been awesome. And you only do one set of everything. You do it till muscle fatigue or muscle failure. And it's been a really cool thing to watch. I'm actually, we're uh, going out of town soon and I'm having to leave it behind and I'm not too happy about that. 
Ooh, all the muscles may shrink. You never know. That's right. No, I'll <laughs> figure it out. We'll do some push-ups and pull-ups or something. Baby curls. There you go. And so I also believe in resistance bands, which is why I do tons of Pilates. It's resistance springs, basically. I love Pilates. I love Megaformer. So I do that at least two days a week. It makes substantial difference in how I feel as well. So with that being said, Seth, how do you feel helping all the people that wake up and read the labels? I love helping the people wake up and read the labels. I'm not really on the front lines like you are and like some of our other staff, but I had my wake up moment when it comes to business um, about a year ago, whenever Jen was really, you know, this thing was taken off. And, and Seth knows the last question of his wake up moment. And I guess here it is. No, I mean, I've had another wake up moments, but this was my business wake up moment, I guess. Is this the one you're dedicating to for this podcast? This is your wake up moment? No, no, no. I mean, whatever. If you want me to, I will. But if not, you know, we can, uh, I can pull out another one too. Okay. Let's talk about what's your business wake up moment. Go. Okay. So about a year ago, Jen and I were talking and we were watching this business do well. And I I was kind of helping it on the side, but I ran my own law firm and I was committed to my dream of of doing that and growing into the best law firm that I could do and help a lot of people. But as I'm seeing what she's doing and as I'm seeing the testimonials and hearing the results that these people are getting and just the good feeling and the good vibes and the wonderful, just, I guess, aura that's being put out into the world by this company where I come from the law space where it's just fight, 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 fight. Even if you are helping people, it turns out to be something that's very adversarial. So I looked at her and and she had been asking me, oh, quit the law, quit the law, come do this, come do this. And finally... Because I needed help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, everybody needs their time to figure it out. But finally, I, you know, we sat together on the bed one night and teared up and cried and hugged each other. And I said, look, this is... I need to step down and I need to come and help you with this. And this is where we need to be as a family and as a couple. And I figured out a way to exit my law firm and still runs and still does a great job and I have wonderful people who are running it. But that's my you know wake up moment. And we came on for full time at, at Wake Up and Read the Labels. We love to have that. We call you our bro food coach. He is, I guess, you're not... You're not the only guy that works with us. We have guys who do um, stuff in video. We have guys on the marketing team. So there are other guys, but... Tons of vendors too. Yeah. Okay. Well, Seth, I have loved talking to you. I will see you in about 30 seconds when I come inside and cook dinner and get our kids ready for bed. But I appreciate your time. And I know you have so much to say and everybody really wants to hear it. So we'll consider having you back on, but I think there's a high chance you can get back on. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. And I I know it takes a lot for you to let me sit here and talk. So you did a great job on that. And uh, I look forward to being on again. And this is fun. And, you know, again, we're helping people. and It's a wonderful thing. So let's keep doing it. Wake up and read the labels. That's right. Wake up, y'all. Wake up and read the labels. Okay. Thanks for listening and know that we'll talk soon. See you later, Seth. Bye. Bye. listening to this episode of Wake Up and Read the Labels. If you like this episode, guess what? We want you to share it. We'd love that. Share it with a friend and leave us a review. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you're listening to your podcast. For more information, visit us at wakeupandreadthelabels.com. Hold up. 